you guys welcome back to another episode of the nosy af podcast i'm super stoked about today's show because today we talked to mr andre who is a hebrew israelite and i'm really excited to talk to andre because back in the day like last year a friend of mine tyler had posted on her facebook that there's nothing worse than a damn hebrew israelite and it started this whole conversation about black hebrew israelites and how difficult they seem to be um and then after that i saw another woman post information about her thoughts about Hebrew Israelites and it prompted me to write this post um, asking for collaborators on how to date a Hebrew Israelite. If you don't know about Hebrew Israelites, Andre is going to explain it all, but they just sort of have a bad rap for being really radical and not that nice and not that um, welcoming, especially if you have a different faith where you want to challenge what their ideals are. So I'm really excited that Andre said yes to me sitting down with him and asking him all the really crazy questions about what it means to be a Hebrew Israelite and if I wanted to date a Hebrew Israelite, what that would mean. So I'm just so thankful because Nosy AF, these are the types of conversations that I want to have with people that are not like me that are allowing me to ask them really ridiculous questions and sort of brainstorm ideas and uh, share it. So here we go. I'm excited and let's get started with Mr. Andre Israel. I guess my first question to you is if you can explain to me and my audience of what is the faith of a Hebrew Israelite? Okay. All right, here it is. Here it is in a whole nutshell. Okay. Okay. We believe that the so-called African Americans are the descendants of the biblical Israel. Okay. During the transatlantic slave, uh, you know, when they talk about the transatlantic slave ships and stuff like that, you know, when we were captive and brought over here to the shores of North America, mm-hmm. um, there have been those who say that those slaves were actually descendants of ancient Israelites who fled into Africa in the year 77 AD. Okay. When you have the Roman Jewish war. So they're basically saying that when those black Israelites, or when those black Hebrews, when they fled out of Jerusalem, they fled into the land of Africa. They mingled amongst the Africans. Some of them even mixed with the Africans. Uh, but there was always some animosity with those Israelites or those Afro-Asiatic people because those people had different traditions and they had different customs. So there were several wars between Africans and Afro-Asiatics. And a lot of them end up being sold or captured, sold to Europeans or sold to the Spaniards and put on slave ships and sent to the shores of North, well, first South America and the Caribbeans and then North America. Because we now starting to find out it wasn't that many blacks, wasn't that many Africans brought to North America. It was only a small percentage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so like essentially when slaves were, when um, Africans were captured. They captured some of the Afro, Afro Asiatic, Asiatic. Right. So they were like, they were almost sort of wrong place at the wrong time, and they got captured too. Exactly, exactly, and that's the reason why you find a lot of times you'll find what they call facial mutilations in parts of Africa, mm-hmm. where you know people because it was a well-known fact that if you mutilated your face to a certain extent, even though it was a tradition and a custom that the so-called slave traders wouldn't mess with you. You get what I'm saying? Because your face was 
what they call somewhat mutilated, you know, the plate mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, you know, the tattoos on the face. So even though if you really want to be technical about it, a lot of Afro-Asiatics or a lot of Africans, they weren't into that. They went, you know, because what was in their religion or in their culture. You get what I'm saying? They didn't believe in tattoos. They didn't believe in facial or body modifications. You know what I'm saying? Because that is one of the laws inside of the, the Tanakh or the Torah or even inside the Quran. Because, we you know, a lot of the slaves that came over here were Muslim. Okay. A lot of them were Islam. You know, they were Muslim. You know, they were, you know, they went over to Islam and different things like that. But, yeah, we just believe that the so-called African-American you know, in this country or in the Caribbean, South America, are descendants of the biblical Israel. That's what we believe. And we fit the curses of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. That's like, is that like the foundation then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, we feel that that is a prophecy, you know, that has been uh, placed upon us, you know, as a nation or a race of people. You know, when you take a look at, um, you know, I, I guess... When you take a look at our conditions as black men and black women in America, you know, how this system does not really look at us as equal and, you know, how we're actually somewhat treated a little different, even in the judicial system. Our children are treated different, even in the school systems. You know, it's, it's almost kind of like you look at it like, wow, you know, are we cursed as a people? You okay. get what I'm saying? Yeah. You take, a, you take a look at African-American women and you all are one of the largest groups, you know, that are not married. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know. That's a curse, you know, to a certain extent. You get what I'm saying? But I believe that it wasn't done by accident. I believe everything was done by design. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, so yeah, so that's what we believe. Some other Hebrew Israelites may try to get a little bit more deeper, but <laughs> but that's just... But in our 101, in our 101 course that you're leading right now, <laughs> in our, like, Israelite for Dummies breakdown. Mm. So... So, yes, we believe that we are the true descendants of, and I quote, the biblical Israel. And the reason why we are suffering in, this, in the shores of North America, South, South America, and even in the Caribbean, is because of the simple fact that we have turned our back against the one most high God. We have basically threw away his statues, his laws and commandments to basically take on heathen practices and traditions of our captors. You get what I'm saying? So that's what we as Hebrew Israelites believe in. So. I see. So then our Hebrew Israelites, are they trying to go and start preserving some of these things or not turn their uh, back, like turning, turning back around? Well, this is I think what a lot of Hebrew Israelites are doing. And, you know, I think a lot of them are trying to go back into, I guess, the ancient way of living. You, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Even though this is a modern world that we live in, but they're trying to go back into the ancient way of living. I guess, you know, with um, growing their own food, making their own clothes, basically being self-sufficient, you know, almost kind of somewhat separate themselves even from this government and even this system. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, basically trying to build their own communities, trying to build their own schools and even build their own hospitals. You know, there are some Israelite groups that actually, you know, have separated themselves and started farms and, you know what I'm saying? Like the Bought Amish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever dated an Amish woman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. You're like, hey, we should like get together. Some of the same <laughs> ideas. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I can get with like wanting to like create my own yeah, community. 
Yeah, and I, and, I, and you know what's so funny? I was talking to a, a group of black women not too long ago, and they were talking about how their children are basically being mistreated in a lot of these schools. And I was basically telling them is that, well, yeah, of course your children are going to be somewhat mistreated or your children are not going to be understood because, well, guess what? I hate to say it, though, but we as black people, we have not built our own school systems for our children. Mm. You know, when you go to the Jewish community, they have their own schools. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know, they have the hell. They have their own hospitals. They have their own ambulance service. They have their own bus services. You know what I'm saying? They have their own grocery stores. They even have Jewish clinics and Jewish hospitals. Well, you cannot, if you are a Gentile or a person that is not of non-Jewish faith, you can't touch them. They won't allow you to touch them. You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's powerful. Some people, some people will say it's kind of separate, but hey, you know. Yeah, I don't know a black-owned hospital. No, 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 hmm. no. And what's so funny about it is, and um, I was trying to, you know, explain to them is that, you know, when you have your own schools, you know, you can teach your children whatever you want to teach them. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if it might be, you know, some indoctrination that they might be involved. But you know what? You can teach your children whatever you want to teach them because because you are the ones who set the curriculum. You are the ones who set the study. So with that being said, you know, you can't get mad if your teacher refers to your child as a nigger. Or refers to your child as a monkey because at the end of the day, they ain't got no business being in that school in the first place. You know what I'm saying? They need yeah. to have their own schools. But, you know, hmm. that ain't how it is. That's not how it is. So. Well, so tell me if, like, this, like, whole self-sustaining community, mm -hmm. I mean, I can get behind that. How come you think Israelites get such a bad rap? I think what it is is I think it's the Israelites who stand on the corner. <laughs> and yeah. They stand on the corner with their 1611 King James Bibles and they basically, you know, not all because there are some who stand on the corner and they teach, but they teach with patience and they teach with a zeal and a passion for their people. But then you have those other Israelite groups that I'm not going to mention because I don't want no controversy. Me either. Already, Me either. We've been back and forth with these idiots already. But, you know, you have some fools out of New York talking about it's OK to rape a 12 year old girl. And oh, hell no. Oh, yes. This, you know, just real dumb, stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? And if you ask me, I believe that those Israelites, no disrespect, but they need to be drug out somewhere. And excuse me for saying this, but they need to have their damn heads beat in and possibly their heads chopped off. Because, because at the end of the day, you don't My. touch. You don't touch children. You don't touch the elderly and you don't touch children. And you definitely don't touch women like that. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. Where do they get that? Where do they get that idea from? Like, why? Where are they getting that from? See, it's, see this is the thing. One thing I notice about, and this is something I notice about black people, when black people, when we come, when we come across a new faith or a new religion, we have a zeal out this world. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, when a black person becomes a Christian, they out Christian the white person. Mm. They are strictly Christian. You know what I'm saying? When a black person becomes Muslim, they out they they out Muslim the Arab. You know you know what I'm saying? So. When a black man or a black woman takes on the Hebrew Israelite faith, sometimes they might out Israelite the Jew. You get what I'm saying? And they might even come up with these extreme concepts and these extreme ideologies that really, you know, which is kind of messed up because you're not drawing people to the faith. You're pushing people away from the faith. 
You get yeah, me? I mean, I wouldn't sign up for that to like beat up children and old people and do inappropriate <laughs> things with them. I'm not down for that. I don't want to. I'm going to go to the next table at the faith right. at the faith conference. Right. Like, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. but, but it just goes to show you that a lot of them, a lot of these, a lot of Hebrew Israelites, you know, a lot of them are just. You know, some of them come from that one West camp, the one West camps where they were very radical, which is it was cool to be radical at that time yeah. because you were dealing with racism and white supremacy and the Ku Klux Klan. So I understand that. And we still are to this day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, but it's like, you know, if you want to draw in the people, you do have to do it with a, with a certain you know amount of love and a certain type of passion for people. You know what I'm saying? For your people. You know what I'm saying? If you want to draw your people, draw them in. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to raping kids and all this, I'm not, you know, them, them, them fools, I, I hope the most high put a curse on them and just wipe them out because they don't need to be around anymore. Yeah, that's really scary. It's like it doesn't say that anywhere in these books to do stuff like that. At no. least I don't think so. I mean, not in the Bible for sure, no. but. But see, what it, see, the problem is, is that, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh-huh. In certain, That's scary, god damn it. What's wrong with but, them? Well, this is the thing. In certain ancient traditions, right, even in African traditions, and this is something that I have to explain to even Afrocentrics and even people who refer to themselves as comedic. Uh, in certain African traditions, especially parts of Kenya and, and, and Zimbabwe, certain tribes, when a girl comes on her period, that's it. She gone. She's mm. Her mother and her father is going basically sell her to the next bidder. Do you get what I'm saying? Whoever has the most amount of cattle and the most amount of land can buy that girl. Wow. And that girl 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. You know, there's even a video uh, of a white woman. And I think, I, I don't know, I forgot what, it's, it's on YouTube and how this white woman was crying because they sold a 12-year-old girl to a man that was in his 30s. Now, this is in Africa. Now, this is a tribal thing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she was heartbroken by it, but that's their tradition and that's that, you know, those are those, you know, those customs. So it's not only, you know, in the Bible or the Torah where it does speaks about a young girl or a young maiden, you know, if she's young, if she's young, yeah, she might be 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah, she could be married. You, you get what I'm saying? She could be married. She can be married to an older man. She can have children. It's like that in a lot of uh, places. It's like that in a lot of places throughout this world. You get what I'm saying? So people don't understand. Those are traditions and customs. Now, do I believe that we should practice that here in America? Hell no. No. <laughs> no. Because, Absolutely you know what I'm saying? Not. Right. So because at the end of the day, let's keep it real, you know, a young girl that's 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, she needs to grow. You know, she needs to experience life. She don't need to be married. You get what I'm saying? But I understand that, old, that you know, that those traditions in those other places are like that. You get what I'm saying? So I ain't knocking a tradition. I just know my daughter wouldn't be getting married at 12 or 13 years old. You get yeah, what I'm no saying? no way. No way. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. So I don't know. I don't I don't Yeah, so like, okay. So then, is it, okay, so like this Israelite dudes, okay? Like, mm -hmm. I... Matt, after like when I was like researching this, like I'm like, okay, I really want to talk to Israelite and ask these questions and be in the space. I ended up meeting a guy from Tinder, and it seemed as if instead of just like going out to dinner and getting on me, he was like trying to save me, and he it was like a whole lecture, and he was like quizzing me about like 
histories and knowledge and seeing where I came from with things. And I'm like, this is really draining. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then he was like trying to quote something from the scripture. And it's like, I read the Bible, but I'm not like always remembering scriptures and stuff. And right, then like, right. I was trying to show him something from my Bible phone. And he's like, you should put your hood on. And I'm like, my hood. And he like wanted me to put my, my jacket hood on. In the car, we were talking, and I'm like, yo, it's hot in here. I'm not putting my hood on. I'm going to show you the scripture. He's like, oh, really? Oh, you're not going to respect me? This and, that. and it's like, yo, this has nothing to do with respect. But he was, like, really taking it seriously. And then, and you know what it made me think of? I'm like, all right, if you knew I was in church, and I could ask these same questions, right? It's like, Steph, if you knew this dude was, like, different from, like, your faith, then, like, why continue to talk to him? Because there's going to be conflict. But then it makes me think, like, he knew that about me, too. So then why continue? So, you know, these women that I come in contact with, they're like saying like, stay away from Israelites. But why are we talking to each other if the faith is so separated? You know, like why are women running away from the Israelite dudes? Well, this, this is the thing. And I, this is something that I tell, you know, it's so funny. I tell this to Israelites. I tell those, I tell this to those who are Moors, <laughs> the more science temple. I tell this even to brothers that are comedic. Listen, your best bet is to find you a woman who is already in the faith. You get what I'm saying? Now, if she's not into the faith, now she's curious about the faith, that's another thing. But if she's not already in the faith, there is no need for you to beat her, you know, across the head with information every day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Isra the Israelite movement, you know what I'm saying, which is a very, it's a fast-growing movement right now in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. A lot of these brothers that come into the movement, a lot of them come in with a zeal and a fire, which is cool. But what a lot of them need to understand is that every black woman is not going to get rid of her weed. <laughs> you know what I'm Every black woman is not going to stop celebrating Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, end of Fourth of July. Hell, every black woman ain't going to stop eating lobster and shrimp and, and, and pork. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to realize that if you are an Israelite brother, you need to find you a sister that's in the faith with, that's in the same faith as you. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't it don't work. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work. It's, it's really not going to work. It's really not. It's, it's the same thing with a Christian trying to marry a Muslim. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, where, do, not, where do Israelite men meet Israelite women? I mean, you have you have groups on Facebook. Um, I've even uh, somebody even told me that eventually they're going to start a Hebrew Israelite dating uh, site. And, you know, Ooh. so. So it's 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 okay. it's it's, it's <laughs> places they can meet, and a lot of them can meet at their places of worship. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of Israelite groups or camps. What they do is they'll they'll have camp meetings. They'll they, they'll even have um, where they go camping, and you know they'll go fishing and th different things like that. A lot of them they'll have big dinners. You know the feast of tabernacles, and wow. you know they. You know, so they'll all come together, you know, they'll all sit down and congregate amongst one another. And you might find a sister that you might like or a sister might see a brother that she might like and they might start dating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, that woman or that man is in your faith. 
when you try to date somebody from a different faith, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm sorry. So where... Be... Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What's an Israelite's place of worship? Like, where do they go? Uh... I mean, the same places that people go to the church. I mean, they, you know, well, is it, a called, lot of, is it called church? No, it's some people refer to it as temples. Some people oh. refer to it as, um, you have some Israelites that have synagogues. You have some Israelites that have temples. You have certain Israelites, they call it the camp, like an Israelite camp where you go and you sit down amongst the brothers and your sister, you know, your sisters and, you know, and you, they teach the Torah or they teach the, uh, the Bible and different things like that. And, you know, so yeah, we they have they have certain places where Israelites can go to. You know, certain places of worship they have them. Would a camp it's be at like someone's house, like just inviting people over? It, it could be a yeah, it could be at somebody's house. Um, especially if you first starting out, it could be at somebody's house. It could be in somebody's basement, or they can might they might rent out a storefront. Where do you, you know? go? Um, I don't go anywhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten into a lot of arguments with a lot of Israelite brothers over different things. And, you know, it's, it's certain things I agree with and it's certain things that I just don't agree with. You get what I'm saying? So and I choose not to argue with brothers sometimes because I know, you know, brothers and sisters, sometimes when you disagree with their opinions, you know, then you go, you know, you go back to the place of worship. They look at you sideways. They look at you up and down. They get to talking and gossiping, you know. So it's just like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So does that mean my Israelite boyfriend probably wouldn't be excited about me dressing up as a nasty nurse for this year's Halloween party? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Ugh, come on. <laughs> well, will he get my hair done? <laughs> I mean, okay. Now, when you say get your hair done, now what do you mean? You, you mean uh, like putting a weave in your hair or a perm? Sure. What if I? What if like like I wear my hair natural now? And what if I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get myself like some 24 inch. Uh uh-uh, uh no. He's not no. gonna pay for it. I have no. to pay for it myself. I would. I wouldn't pay for it either. No. No. But can I? All right. What if I just get it myself? That's fine. I have. So he'll I, be okay with me doing it. I just have to pay for it myself. This see. This is the thing. This uh, is this is the thing. What the hell? <laughs> with me, I'm. I mean. <laughs> I like I like women's hair to be natural. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I'm dating a woman who likes to put weave in her hair, you know what I'm saying, which I have before. Now, am I going to pay for your weave? No. Now, hold on now. Hold on. Pause for a second. <laughs> now, will I pay for a pedicure and a manicure? Yes. Okay, okay. We're getting now, somewhere. Now, the reason why I will pay for a pedicure because I like women with pretty feet. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't want no woman laying in the bed with me at night with crusty feet. You I know. Heard that. Who, yeah. who would want that? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I might want to put your foot in my mouth or something. I don't know. How to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, with that being Andre. said, you have to keep, I'm saying, you have to keep a pedicure and a manicure. You know, you have to keep your legs nice. Yeah. Keep your pretty you have to be a woman of good hygiene do okay. you understand you know so with that being said so you know i ain't got no issue with that but when it come down to the weave thing and the perm i ain't you know I ain't but if that. i want to get my hair twisted and some like fly twist and a pinned up updo you'll pay for that right yes ma'am yes okay, ma'am okay okay that's it sounds like compromise to me 
Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> be like, girl, let me make sure I get my coins together because Andre is not going to be liking this, <laughs> this this bone straight that I'm about to do, but I'm about to be popping this summer. So. Right. And, and it, you know, and the thing about it is that, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, like you say, it is about, you know, compromise to a certain extent. You know, yes, we prefer our sisters to be natural because you all are beautiful natural. Mm-hmm. You get what? So I, I, you know, and I believe that when a, you know, no disrespect to none of the sisters out here, but I believe that when you wear a weave in your head and when you cake your, you know, your face up with makeup, I believe you're wearing a costume, and that's not who you really are. No, it's so fun though to put on makeup and get jazzy. <laughs> we love it. And, and, and you know what? And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, but my thing is, don't cake your face up with it. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of lip gloss, a little bit of. You know, you know, a little mascara or whatever, but don't, don't, don't be walking around here looking like a drag queen. You get what I'm saying? Okay, that's, okay. That's, a lot of women, they'll cake their face up to the point where they look, they look horrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They really look horrible with that makeup on. So it's just like, you know, just be natural just a tad bit. That's all I'm asking. That's, that's okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair. Everybody's, you know. I like this idea of the Israelite dating site and app, and I really think that that's interesting, especially, like, in the day and age of people meeting through apps. How are Israelites with technology? Like, (laughs) are they, like, really excited about it? Of course. I mean, you have some Israelites that are happy about it. I mean, you have to realize, Israelites, I mean, you have to realize, Israelites, they have 4K cameras. They have... (laughs) Ten thousand, you know, a thousand dollar cell phones. They have, you know, uh, some of these brothers have, you know, computer equipment, editing equipment, because a lot of them they do videos and they have oh, the graphics. Sure. So, you know, a lot of them are, you know, they love technology. You know, I love technology yeah. because technology it helps, you know, spread the message. And you know, without technology, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. It's true. So, um, hey, you know the the Israelite dating app. Bring it on! I'm I'm ready for it. I think they should. I think that'd be so great. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. all for these like different apps for different communities. I think it's it's yeah. really cool. I wonder. I would love to see how that would be responsive. Or like now, I want to host like, oh my god, we should host like a speed a speed dating. Like, but Israelite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's your like speed dating event. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be so fun. And they'll yeah, be like, they'll be like, hey, you're not Israelite. You can't be like hosting these events. And I'll be like, sir, I have my hair natural. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like, because it sounds like you are like more open than the traditional. Like what types of things do you think? Or, like, from what I would just know of Israelite. Because what I know, which, by the way, okay, so Israelites I see, they'll be on the corner, and they'll wear these elaborate costumes. Mm-hmm. Or elaborate, I shouldn't call them costumes, but, like, elaborate. They're, the clothes are just, like, super elaborate with, like, robes of, like, gold and right. velvet and these hats. Like, mm-hmm. who who makes those, and where do you get that? And is it expensive? <laughs> Well, this is the thing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the Israelite clothing it, it is expensive. Um, a lot of, I know. And do you wear it every day? No, well, I don't wear it. Okay. I, I don't. You know, certain camps, certain groups, they wear their Israelite guards. You know, they they wear those type of clothes. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I guess they're trying to you know put out a message. 
You get what I'm saying? You know, it's almost kind of like the Nation of Islam with their bow ties. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Their suits, you know, but, you know, a lot of Israelites, you know, they'll go out there with, you know, with their uniforms on and, you know, they'll go out there and, and, and teach the word. And yeah, a lot of those, you know, you know, I hate calling them uniforms. A lot of their, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, what they wear is, yeah, some of that stuff is expensive. And I, you know, I know about a woman, I know about a sister, I think down in Atlanta. And I remember she was on one of the Israelite groups and she was talking about how, you know, how she sells the jewelry and she sells the clothes and different things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a couple of people in the Israelite community that's actually, you know, getting good money off making those clothes. Is it like know? thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars? I will probably say thousands of dollars. Wow. Some might be a hundred, some might be cheaper than that. But if you want a real you know, a real nice outfit or, you know, Israelite, you know, especially if it's for your for your camp, you know, the the color you want it. Or sometimes what they will even do inside of the camp, they'll have seamstress and they'll have women that know how to do it or men that know how to make those clothes. Oh, you get wow. what I'm saying? So a lot of times you don't even have to go out of, the, you know, your congregation. You can stay right, the, you know, in there and buy it, you know, and, you know, help the sister out. But there are some people out there that actually sell it, you hmm. know. Yeah. Could I, as a non-Israelite person, like buy the clothes and like incorporate it into my wardrobe just to look cool? Some pieces, or is that yeah. like would I somebody mean, yeah. pull me aside and be like, "Um, what are you doing?" No, 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 no. If you wear, uh, if you wear, you know, a nice Israelite garb for women, no, well, nobody will say anything negative about it. If anything, they'll probably give you respect for wearing it. You get what I'm saying? Because. You're representing the culture. You get what I'm saying? So they'll probably show you some love. They'll probably show you some love. You know, uh -oh. yeah. I yeah. hope like no one from Gucci is like listening and they're going to try to like <laughs> adopt it and have it at Fashion Week. They probably will. <laughs> How, what would you think about that? What would you think if something like that happened? Well, sister, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they take stuff from us all the time. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it ain't like it's, it would be a surprise or a shock. And what's so funny about it is, is that I wouldn't be surprised if one day you might see some Israelite guards being worn, you know, being worn on the runways of Paris. Sure. You get what I'm saying? And it would be kind of funny because because <laughs> 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 it, it'll make you think, wow, you know, them brothers been rocking that stuff for years. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. now all of a sudden somebody comes along, sees it and they hijacks it, you know, and they probably try to you know, they'll probably change it just a tad bit, you know, and boom, they put it out there on the runways of Paris. And hmm. I would laugh myself. But <laughs> I mean, I guess because what I'm interested in is that like anytime someone brings up an Israelite, whatever, it's it's always like brought down. It's always like, oh, my gosh, like they're so out there. They're so next level. This could be so weird. And so to me, I'm thinking like, OK, how can this faith be taken more seriously um you know what okay this is what i'll say um because you know i don't think that like i don't see that with really any other faith too much you know like people are like okay they're buddhist they respect that you know they're you know muslim they respect that if you're israelite it's like whoa it's so over the top like you like i'm so thankful that you even allow me to have this conversation because i feel like if i would have asked that other dude that or somebody else it would be like i don't even know if we can get through the conversation you know right well see this see you got well see this is something that most people don't understand see i'm 
I'm at an age. I'll be 39 in August. So I'm a little, <laughs> you know, I'm a little older. Do you want to have a fashion show for <laughs> your birthday? <laughs> you know i'm a little older and i'm a little wiser and i'm a little bit more content now and i think the thing about it is, is this you have so many different israelite camps out there you know you have brothers like myself who are israelites who don't really follow any camp traditions okay. you get what i'm saying we don't follow certain camp doctrines and camp get, is like congregation, like it's like group, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. It's, it's group. Yep. So I, I, you know, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm kind of a what they call, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm free. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I you know, I'm, I'm one of the Israelites that, you know, I'm a free brother. I don't really have any restrictions when it's pertaining to, you know, um, teaching or. Even reading different books or even studying different cultures or different religions. You get what I'm saying? I'm one of them Israelite brothers. I'm, I'm, I'm not out here trying to beat somebody across the head with a Torah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? That's not what I do. I'm not, trying, I'm not out here trying to slap somebody upside the head with a Tanakh. And I know a lot of Israelite brothers and sisters are going to sit up there and probably knock me, judge me. Who is this brother? He don't really speak for the one most high. Okay, whatever. You know, I could care less what none of you Negroes think because <laughs> at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to be who I am. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Well, I believe how the faith, the faith is spreading, but we still have a lot of people who are distant from the faith because of the simple fact, like you said, the, you know, it's extreme. And I understand because it's, it's extreme in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? America is an extreme ass country. This country is extreme. This is a pill popping nation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Motherfuckers is just popping pills. Excuse me. <laughs> left and right. People are popping pills. People are opioids, crisis. Everything is crazy nowadays. Yeah. So I understand the reason why they're so extreme. But what you have to realize is that, and this is what I tell them, you know, some people call me extreme. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? They say I'm very extreme. I'm extreme to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, I've always extended the olive branch of love to anybody who basically shows me love back. If you respect me, I'm going to respect you. I have set up there with Buddhists. I have set up there with Muslims. I have set up there with, I've even talked one time to a, a person that was a, uh, a Luciferian. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, had a very long conversation with them, you know, and there were some things I told him, you know, about his, you know, his faith or his belief. And there were some things he told me about mine. And we basically agreed to disagree. Sure. I've set up, I've set up there, uh, you know, at the, at the train station and sit up there and talk to a rabbi. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I've talked to people of different, you know, walks of life, you know. So I'm the type of dude, man, I'm open. I tell people who I am, you know. I am an Israelite, you know. And, you know, sometimes they'll look at me up and down and they'll have negative things to say about the Israelites. Or they'll have negative things to even say about the Bible or the Torah or the Tanakh. And my thing is, you know, with any book you can find flaws. You get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Any book, I can find some flaws in it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not out here trying to beef with nobody. I'm not out here trying to beat nobody upside the head with what I believe in. You know, if you are a person, you know, who is curious about the Israelite faith, I would advise you to do research on it. I would advise you to grab certain books by certain Israelite authors. You know, I would advise you to look up certain videos by certain Hebrew Israelites. Uh, 
you know, and just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, do Israelites wear Jordans? <laughs> Stephanie, yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, I'm excited. <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Now, not all Israelites wear Jordans, but there are a lot that do wear Jordans. Yes. 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 Okay. Now you, now you have certain Israelites that are trying to start their own, you know, clothing company. Well, a lot of them already have a clothing company. Some are trying to start their own shoes. So, you know, we, you know. Just brothers, normal folks. Normal folks out here trying to get it how they live. Exactly. Exactly. But, yes, some of, you know, some of us, we do wear joy. Now, me, myself, personally, I like Air Maxes, you know. But Oh, yeah, I'm an Air Max. I like Air Maxes also. Yeah, so yeah that's that my... probably was the better question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we wear Jordans, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, listen, I, okay, so really quick, I went to face my Facebook page and I told people I was going to be talking to you today. Uh-huh. And then I was like, if you guys have any questions, I'm going to ask him. And I got some. And so there was only one, oh, there's two really quick. Okay. That I thought was, because it seemed like this one lady was like, this lady's like, is he Orthodox Jewish? And people are like, no, he's an Israelite. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't understand. She's like, okay. And then one guy's like, wow, I haven't heard anyone bring that up since the uh, 70s or 80s. And then people are like, what? Where have you been? It's funny. Um, but this lady, Michelle, asks, ask Andre one stereotype assumption women have about dating him that is actually true and one stereotype assumption that is false in one stereotype slash assumption that makes that drives him crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you know what's so funny? Now this may sound weird to a lot of people. <laughs> but Don't tell I've, on yourself I'll, now. <laughs> no, but I've always been told by women that I am too nice. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing, and that's. You know, I've had women break up with me because they said I was too nice. Is it, so it's true. You are nice. I am. I yeah, mean, you're I, nice. You're talking to me and I'm asking these crazy questions and stuff. No, but yeah, I've, 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 I, and all, my mother always tells me, you don't know how to say no. And I really don't. Um, <laughs> so I really don't know how to say no, but I'm learning to now, you know, say no. And you know what I'm saying? So I've, I've gotten better at it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I've always been really nice. And one thing I've noticed that, you know, I don't care if you're a Hebrew Israelite, whatever you are. You know, nice guys, they do finish last. You know what I'm saying? They really do. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, yeah, a, a lot of females have told me, wow, you are just really nice. And I'm just not really used to that. So that's 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 about it. Why do you think that is? I would love to just like kick it to a nice guy and, you know, just hang out and yeah, but see, that's the thing. love and have yeah. that be that. Yeah, but Stephanie, that sounds good coming out your mouth. But <laughs> every woman, I think everyone. <laughs> no, it's true. That's all I want. I just want to be happy and just hang out. That's it. See, the thing about it, I think I think a lot of women, you know, and I'm going to say especially black women, they like a man with an edge. You get what I'm saying? They like a man with an edge. They like a man that's a, a little street, you know, a guy with, you know, with a little bit of edge, a little bit of street on him. Not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all do. You get what I'm saying? And I understand that. And but it's nice funny because, could mean edge. You can have edge and be nice. And that's what I tell them all the time. I let them know I wasn't born with no silver spoon in my mouth. I'm from 79th and Cottage. You get what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. So, so it's just like, but 
you know, I, you know, I, I, I learned how to, you know, I know how to turn that hood on and I know how to turn it off. You know, I know how to pick up a book and read. But if some, you know, something go down, I know how to turn that street back on and handle it. You get what I'm saying? So I, I don't I don't walk around all day long, you know, with a mean mug on my face and, sure. you know, always being street or whatever. So I that ain't, you know. Yeah, I, really- I think that's another thing to explore the like whole nice thing, because it's like, yeah, of course you would know how to defend yourself if need be. Like, who wouldn't? You know, like, who is going to allow? I think somebody just allowing themselves to be walked over, to me, seems like the minority of people. Like, it seems like the majority is not about to let somebody talk to them crazy or act crazy. You right, know? Right, 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 right. And I think, and I think that's it, you know, so. Hmm. And what was the other question? That, what was it was like, other? what's something, what's like an assumption maybe that drives you, a stereotype that drives you crazy? That you um, cannot stand. I think that I don't know. How can I put it? Um, or even like I, about the faith too, you know. When I have told uh, women that I was a Hebrew Israelite, uh, they automatically assume. I had one girlfriend tell me that she believes that Hebrew Israelites are nothing but <laughs> radical Christians, you know, and uh, <laughs> radical Christians, and you know, she kind of. And then she was talking about how, you know, how some Israelites are kind of weak and, you know, you know, it was always something, you know, negative. And, you know, it was like, okay whatever I you know, so, you know, I have to explain to her that all Israelites are not the same. You do understand we are all different. You know, we all come from different walks of life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not one of these Israelite brothers out here that, you know. That you know, that's out here just being disrespectful, standing on the corner, cussing folks out. And I have to explain to her that's not all Israelites. You yeah. know what I'm that's not all of us. Some of us actually have some some tact about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Some of us actually have some respect about ourselves, and that's not all of us. So it's yeah. just like you have to go out here and you have to, you know, search. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have to sit around good brothers and good sisters to realize that a lot of us we're not radical. Like all of us are not radical, even though people say I'm radical. You know what I'm saying? I have a little bit of radicalism in me because, you know, of what's going on. But at the end of the day, I'm not out here, you know, being on no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, right. Just, Next time I see an Israelite on the corner, I'm going to go up to him and be like, hey, you guys are giving your faith a bad name. Now get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, and then real quick, this last question then, uh, Christina asks, is it difficult to be observant of the Sabbath and other religious observances? And if so, when the rest of the world seems to revolve around weekend fun, oh, and if so, like, oh wait, let me take that again. Is it difficult to be observant of the Sabbath and religious observances? If he is, when the rest of the world seems to revolve around weekend fun in a Christian calendar? Ooh. That's That's a good question. Really good question. Um, yeah. Well, it is kind of hard. I guess not for me, but for certain Israelites, it might be hard. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of us, you know, some Israelites, they they might still live with certain family members. And even though you're supposed to be observing the Sabbath, your family might want to go to Great America or, you know, (laughs) they might want to go to the movies or your family might even bring over a bottle. You know, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, 
you know what I'm saying? Or they might say, hey, man, you know, let's go. Let's go to this barbecue at the lakefront. So I think for a lot of Israelites, it is a struggle. You know what I'm saying? It is a struggle. And I know that's I think that's the reason why so many of them, they kind of they kind of a lot of them detach themselves from their families and they go into these camps. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And they and they become family with those people inside of the camps. You, you get what I'm saying? It's so easier. It's easier. It really is. It's easier. You know what I'm saying? But that is a good question. So, yeah, when when you know, when the rest of the world is out there, you know, looks like I had a friend of mine, you know, at my job. He told me he's going to Exotica uh, next that? week. Uh, th that's the porn convention. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so, he said, I'm going, you know what I'm saying, at my job. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, brother, have fun. It's yeah. like, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, you know, I can't like, go. Well, it's on the Sabbath, so I can't go. You mean, if it wasn't on the Sabbath, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know them women up there like that. And now, you know, but I, you know, I understand that. That's the, you know, that's the rest of the world. You know, that's what they do. That's what they into. And, 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 you know, it's cool. You know, I tell people all the time, man, go have your fun. Go to the strip club, make it rain, do what you want to do. But I won't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I won't be doing that. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting to bring up, like, the whole, like, with your, like, a, like when you have to observe Sabbath when everybody else isn't observing or they don't have to because they're not in the faith. I remember my cousin dated this girl who had like several children and because they had like different fathers, one of the girls was a Muslim, so she could not celebrate Christmas. Right, right, and, right. But then like the other girls are celebrating Christmas and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so brutal as a child, you know, and they're like going around to family's houses on Christmas yeah. And the little girl, like, because her father was Muslim, she couldn't. And I'm like, oh, that's tough. That yeah, is I, tough. Because yeah, you would you know. think that they'd be like, well, let's just give her something. But her, but the woman was like, no, her father's, like, really strict about it. Like, she can't, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, they are, you know, Israelites, you know, we're not supposed to celebrate Christmas or Halloween, Thanksgiving. Yeah. None, of the, none of these holidays. <laughs> but I have family members, you know, that... They love them some Christmas. They love Cornish hens and macaroni and cheese and <laughs> yeah. you know and, and stuff like that. So you know, it is what it is. You know, they exchange gifts. Now nah, I don't exchange no gifts. I mean, but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, it, it, you, you have. I think as an Israelite, you have to know how to. How can I put it? You have to know how to balance. Mm -hmm. this Living, you have to learn how to balance your, you know, your culture with this culture. You get what I'm saying? So it's like you don't want to tell your family you go go f off. You all gonna burn in hell. The Most High is gonna destroy y'all. Blah 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 blah. You can't really do that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Now, if your family is having a, let's say, a get together, uh, a Christmas get together, and they want you to come, okay, fine. You can come, hug your mama, kiss your grandmama, sit down, talk to them, eat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, talk to some of your cousins and you might bring up, you know, the fact that you are an Israelite and your belief in your faith. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, and whether whether they agree with it or not, it don't matter because at the end of the day, they're going to they gonna see a difference in you anyway. You get what I'm saying? Just, you know, always be open minded, man. You know, you, you know, at the end of the day, your mother, your father, your brother, whoever, you know, they, they that's still your family. 
you know, they're still your family, so, you know. So. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's it, yeah. Man, this was great. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, no problem. No problem. Thank you for being, you know, understanding and being curious and being inquisitive, you know, because a lot of people don't, you know, they don't they don't understand what the faith or what the belief is about. You get what I'm saying? So they automatically pass judgment on somebody, you know, so which is kind of stupid because I can pass judgment on Christians all day long. You get what I'm but I, you know. Now, have I passed judgment on Christians sometimes? Yeah, I have. But I've met some very smart Christians. I've met some Christians that were not dumb. I've met some Christians that actually were very smart, intelligent people. You know, so like me. Like like you, Stephanie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's cool. I need to go shopping with these Israelites though and see what I can get. If summer's <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Wait, so, are you single? We should plug you like, yo, if any <laughs> ladies out there, you know, y'all natural, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 38 with no kids. So uh, <laughs> it's a gold mine here, ladies. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I work, you know, I'm a hard worker, you know what I'm saying? You okay. know, got, my credit is good, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, slow down now, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been, no, I'm a good dude. I'm a good dude. So, yeah. Yeah. I could be a little... I could be, Now, one thing I will say, I am a little bit of an asshole. You know? Oh. <laughs> but other Who's than that, not? Right. But then I'm... <laughs> but yeah, you know. So, that's about it. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's what's up. Cool. Wow, y'all. I can't believe it. I did it. We did it. Hashtag, yes, we can. I'm so happy that Andre said yes to allowing me to ask him kooky questions about his faith. How nice is he? What do you guys think? Despite Andre telling us it wasn't a good idea, would you kick it with an Israelite? I mean, I already tried it. I told you guys my Tinder story. I, I'm not going back. <laughs> I think my big fat takeaway from the whole conversation is that there is an opportunity to provide opportunities and Y'all, I'm really thinking about this whole Israelite speed dating event. I mean, wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> Listen, I didn't do a mid-roll because um, this episode, like with a commercial or anything like that, because I'm really just right now trying to experiment with like the running length of this show. And um, so I would love to hear what you think about that. And, you know, but in the meantime, if you guys want to check out my website, MissGram.com, check out my pin company, Graham Cracker Pins and uh you know support the show that would be love but you know i'm just experimenting and trying everything out right now oh and before i sign off for sure i just wanted to tell all the fathers that i hope you guys had a wonderful father's day weekend i kicked it with mr graham we went and had seafood at boston fish market so delicious and it was a good day so i hope you guys had a good day and i really hope that you all have a blessed week please rate review and share the show if you're enjoying it hit me up and let me know you're enjoying it and yeah have a blessed week peace